Hey everyone, does capitalism get you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 60 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Lydia, and this week I had my first in-person class after two years of doing Zoom classes. (laughs) Big stuff, big stuff. Big stuff. And I'm your host, Courtney, and this week I got stuck in like a super awkward situation at a restaurant. Oh, oh, you're so- As per usual. As per usual. Yeah. What's with you and having awkward situations at restaurants? What happened? Just an anxious person and maybe more Mm. attuned to being stuck in awkward situations. Um, Yes, that could definitely be it. (laughs) Basically, we went out for dinner last night because we were bored. Um, And (laughs) we got there and they're like, we have a table inside, but we also have a table like outside. They have like um, heaters outside and Mm -hmm. it's warm here so you can eat outside. Um, and it was like really loud hey, inside. it's cold and here like... and you can still eat outside. <laughs> Negative eight um, degrees and they're like, patio? <laughs> ew. <laughs> That's disgusting. On dairy. Yeah, it was, it's bad. Check your shit. Um, yeah, so it was really loud inside and like outside's a vibe. So we were like, we'll go outside. And so they brought us like the whole patio was empty. But for some reason they brought us back into this like little room part where there were like two other groups already. And stuck us in this table that was, like, literally right between the two groups. And we were all, like, really close together. So it was kind of like we were all, like, eating together, which was fine. (laughs) One of the groups had a dog, like a puppy. So I was kind of okay with it. And we were all, like, adopting the puppy, kind of. Like, he would come and, like, sit with each group for a little bit. So it was, like, super fun. That part I loved. (laughs) But the awkward part came when the groups on either side of us so one group was like a group of two guys and the other group was like a group of three females and they both had been there for quite some time already and were like a little drunk oh okay and they were like i guess we're already vibing before we got there together and then they sat us in between them so they just continued to Uh vibe over us no Okay. No, you, and they were you, like flirting you're right and, Courtney like, that is awkward no thank you thank you it was very clearly like they were kind of trying you know like almost like a bar situation but this is like a restaurant where they yeah. were like trying to like I don't know flirt and like get together and like I don't know and we were just in but the middle you and Janae, this happy couple are just like <laughs> trying to eat your freaking croutons just trying to mind our own, own business <laughs> pet the puppy eat my food but yeah, yeah. they were just kind of vibing over us so it was a little uncomfortable i don't know why they sat us directly in between a group of two That's bad intoxicated people <laughs> yeah i get literally. that it's like you want to you know maybe the server could only cover like the back area but there are literally yeah, like yeah, two yeah. other tables like in the section. back area <laughs> not in between the two groups why did they do that so to you that's so rude oh my god that's so bad they just made yeah. your dining experience so weird like what did they leave first who left first what happened we left first because we were just there for dinner they were there for yeah <laughs> apparently a all-night rager yeah. <laughs> they were there long before we got there and long after we left 
yeah. So yeah, we left That's first. So funny. I... I wonder if they had like inside jokes about you guys once <laughs> once you left. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so funny. I wonder if they were just like, oh man, that poor couple. Like they probably felt so bad for you. They probably were like they did not like the next morning or something when they sobered up. They were like those yeah. poor people. Like why would the waitress sit them in between our <laughs> drunk asses? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's really yeah. funny. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> Justified. That was an Thank awkward you. experience. And um, Thank you. Yes, justice has been served. I concur. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Tell us about your Dude. fun oh, new experience. school. It was so strange. So it was one of my first in-person classes, and he wanted my professor wanted to do a hybrid. So it was mm-hmm. half in-person and half online. Some of the students, like, were international or something, so they couldn't come to class. Mm. So he had the Zoom classroom on at the same time as we were in the real classroom i've had that before so it's weird it is a little weird right so it was like okay we can only really like participate only the real people can participate with the professor and then like the chat and stuff like everything else is kind of ignored and he's just kind of like sometimes talking to the zoom people but most of the time talking to us and like also partially talking to the zoom people so weird so he was kind of doing that and i think everyone just like forgot how to participate and like no one knows how to act anymore and the professor, no. God bless his soul, he would, like, say these little funny jokes. And, like, he was a, he's a funny guy. Like, on Zoom, like, I would catch myself laughing at some of the things he was saying. But yeah. in person, it doesn't translate over as well that anyone is enjoying the lecture because we're all wearing stupid masks, even though everyone is either double or triple vaccinated because you're not allowed to go to university if you don't have the vaccine. Different issue. <laughs> and... So I was kind of like laughing and some other people were kind of laughing, but like you couldn't really tell because of the masks. So he would just like be awkward a little bit and like, oh, it was it was so weird. And one of the things that I found was that I really missed the chat function on Zoom. Mm-hmm. School is a lot more boring when you can't <laughs> put in little comments and like read people's inner monologues <laughs> and, and read like, what their people. thoughts are yeah yeah and like, like their houses their rooms yeah exactly and see what's going on in there <laughs> yeah just see what's <laughs> happening in the entire zoom room and like i also think i like got a little too comfortable at one point i like had like my my bl- my blanket scarf or whatever with me and i was like <laughs> lying down <laughs> and i was looking around and a lot of the other kids were really comfortable too like we don't know how to sit oh. in classrooms anymore <laughs> like people were just like fucking lounging <laughs> listening to the that. lecture and stuff like that yeah yeah but yeah it was so weird like i really miss like the chat i miss the chat so much i was like oh my god like all i have to do is listen to this guy talk and like I don't know even participating in class was so weird like I would like raise my hand like a fucking student and it was like you are a student (laughs) I know but it was so weird to like raise your hand it's like how high do I raise it like do I just put it up like this on the table like do I put it all the way up I've always found that awkward I never know like where it because if you just put it straight up it's freaking weird yeah like you just look like, like i don't what know if like a teacher's like, pet if you're like you're hanging out yeah you're like, oh oh i know i know <laughs> <laughs> and then like if it does looks like a stretch like that's happened to teachers so many times where the student was yeah. like no i was just stretching i was just stretching <laughs> like so awkward and um after that like kind of in-person segment where he was only really communicating with like the class and there was just two people participating me and this other girl and then this other girl started participating a little bit too mm-hmm. and like otherwise it was kind of just us and then 
um, the guest speaker came and he zoomed in. So the second half of the class was with the guest speaker on Zoom and the in-person people were not participating at all. And he was only participating with the Zoom class. (laughs) It was so bizarre. (laughs) (laughs) So bizarre. And then my professor asked me to borrow a pencil. And so I gave him my only pencil and he didn't give it back. (laughs) I have to go talk to him. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know university is so weird i really miss college and i feel like zoom turned it into a little bit more of a college experience where you were just kind of buddies with everybody and like you were even almost buddies with the professor but in a f- classroom it's very formal it doesn't feel like you can jive and joke and like be merry and like be yourself <laughs> at all it just feels like i don't know it just feels like we're supposed to be listening to his lecture the entire time and like yeah. I don't know. College was a lot more fun because you could like raise your hand and you could be like, oh, like ask questions and like kind of like communicate and like be like almost friends with your teachers. And that's what it felt like on Zoom. It felt a lot more personal for some reason. But now mm. that he's so far away yeah, and he's just like lecturing and there's no chat and there's nothing except us and the dead air between us. It's just weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that'll that. change... You're, what year are you in right now? You're in second. second. Yeah. I think it'll change as you, like, um, go up in the years a little bit. Like, I found that my, like, That's first true. and second years were very, like, big classes. It was just very much, like, somebody talking at you. But then as you get into upper years, like, you get into smaller groups. You get to know, like, your program a little bit better. People in your program and, like, the same professors start teaching all your classes because they're, like, professors in yeah. your department. Um, mm-hmm. So it gets a lot more like buddy buddy and like a little bit more like conversational and yeah, not so much just like somebody talking at you and you're expected just to like sit there and take notes. At least in my experience, that's what I found. Like third and fourth year were very much, um, yeah, a lot more personal than fantastic. I can't wait. <laughs> you got stuff to look forward to. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I can't speak to, I guess, like the program that you're in, but. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That but was I feel like it's probably going to be like that because my mm-hmm. university was at first a college and like, yeah, and then it gets more specialized, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, yeah probably going to get better. It gets worse before it gets better. It gets worse before it, it gets better. It gets worse before it, it gets better. It <laughs> <laughs> and it does get better. That's what. It does get better. That's the end of the mantra, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be okay. It'll get better. And you know what? Like the professor was probably also feeling weird. He was. Because he's just at been one like point, teaching for two years to a screen and now he has to like be in front of people you know it was probably just a bad day for everyone yeah yeah i think it really was (laughs) that one point the um the guest speaker like zoomed in or whatever and he was just like oh how's how's the in-person class going and the professor was like it's a little awkward (laughs) (laughs) just fully acknowledged it i was like "Ah." (laughs) yeah it's so funny it was hilarious. I kind of liked it. I was like, I like that he's acknowledging this, you know? Yeah. And now that looking back on it, I also think that the pencil was an invitation to come talk to him after class because it was really only Aww. me and two other people who were participating. But I missed the invitation. I just thought he stole my pencil. But now I'm going to talk to him at the beginning of class and I'm going to be like, do you remember me? My name is Lydia. You and you took my pencil. pencil. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep it. It's <laughs> a good that idea. That pencil is yours. <laughs> yeah. Becoming so it's still going to work out in his like... favor never a bad thing always a good thing exactly 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 yeah that's how i feel too so yeah i'm gonna talk to him and then maybe ask him for help for my final project because i'm stuck yeah and it's gonna be great (laughs) you got this yay school in person 
Oh, it's insane. Anyways, anyways, let's get let's into get the into podcast. Our yeah. <laughs> so the we're gonna start off the podcast this week talking about <clears throat> dun, 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 teddy bears. Yay! So it was Valentine's Day the other day, mm-hmm. and this is going to be released a little bit late, but I still think it's relevant because uh, everyone loves their teddy bears. And I think everyone as a kid had like a little bear or like a little lovey or like a little oh toy God, or something so like many. that. So yeah, I was like obsessed. I was, I loved Same. Webkins. I had um. so many Webkins. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, something I had never really thought of until Valentine's Day was like, why are teddy bears like a thing to give to people for valentine's day because Mm. it's a kid thing not really an adult thing it's something Mm -hmm. that you're supposed to grow out of um and if stuffed toys are kind of supposed to be for kids and then valentine's day is about adult love when you can buy things for someone is it a creepy correlation between giving a child's gift to an adult whom you might be having sex with (laughs) I have never thought of it this way. This is very interesting. <laughs> so it maybe is, it maybe isn't there. Let's talk about it a little bit. So okay. um, I like stuffed toys for nostalgia, for like the nostalgic purposes. Like I have a couple of little stuffies on this shelf behind me, little Pokemons or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I've always found them comforting. And I'm not like other girls. And I have like this pillow that I carry She's around everywhere I go. <laughs> She's not like a other girl with a pillow. I don't She's have a teddy unique, bear that I cuddle. Okay, I have like a pillow uh, that's full of beans. It's like a mini bean bag, basically. Her pillow's so funny. <laughs> it goes with me everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> like I brought this pillow to almost every new place that I've moved to as an adult, including but not limited to trips to Poland, where I go for like a month. I'll bring it with me. Cuba for a week. I'll bring it with me. Camping trips. I I bring this shit camping. I go for and three it's days. It's like not <laughs> full enough to like actually serve as a pillow. <laughs> That's yeah, the other thing. It's, it's like, like very flat. Lost a lot of beads. It's so flat. <laughs> my dorm room. Me and me and my pillow would like get drunk together. Like, oh yeah, I have I have videos of you and your pillow getting drunk together. <laughs> to Avril Lavigne specifically. Yes. <laughs> Good times everywhere. And this nostalgia, which mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to, is one of the reasons that people like receiving teddy bears for okay. Valentine's Day. They're comforting, they're cute, they're huggable, and um, they can remind you of a loved one if they're far away. And the fact that they're a little bit childish may actually be okay. There is this YouTube video by the School of Life that talks about why being in love should actually be a little bit babyish. And that finding someone who you can be vulnerable with, like you were when you were a kid, is perfectly fine. And it's actually a sign of a healthy relationship. So giving someone stuffed animals and then like even like reenacting childhood memories, like making them have a tea party or just like being like, hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. Hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. It's like a way yeah. of finding your way back to the defenselessness and like the need your that you expressed child. unapologetically I as a kid. And yeah. you have to reconnect with that in order to have like a good chance at love and in order to exactly finding your inner child again, Aww. feeling like you can be vulnerable and like ask for love like you did when you were a kid with this person who you who you like love and stuff like that. So it's a really sweet like yes. little sign <laughs> of something that someone that you really like and just of something yeah. really cute. Mm-hmm. And I also saw on this other website that um, most depictions of teddy bears in the media are of a woman hugging them. So. Yep. 
in men it correlates in their brains that like women like teddies and like women will hug me like they're hugging the teddy bear so i give her teddy bear for valentine's day <laughs> just really dumb it down <laughs> very fickle very simple minds I give teddy <laughs> yeah, exactly. women hug teddy i give teddy i get hugged I from get women <laughs> caveman brains sometimes that <laughs> um an informal study at this one university showed that 80% of women who moved to university in first year brought a lovey or a teddy bear from their home with them. Aww. And 10% of men <laughs> about um, brought it with them. And the professor was like, or that's only how many admitted to it. Because I guess it's kind of a That's a dumb. Everyone should thing. enjoy <laughs> teddy bears. Yeah. Teddy bears are genderless. Yeah, exactly. Um, Another nice thing about the teddies is to have something Uh physical to Uh remind you that someone loves you. Candies go away. Flowers die. Jewelry (laughs) is expensive. Teddy bears are forever. forever. (laughs) (laughs) The new diamonds. That's kind of the issue, though, that I have with teddy bears. Like, they're a cute gift in the moment and i understand that if like maybe you're in a long distance situation or something like that like it's nice to have like something to remember that person by or whatever but at some point it's like what do i do with it like (laughs) yeah i know it's rude to throw it it around with you it's Mm -hmm. rude to throw it i have a teddy bear behind me that was given to me by Janaid when I like for, when we first got together, right? And we were yeah. like we weren't able to see each other a lot, so it's kind of a cute notion then. But now we like live together. Like I don't really need to like remember him or anything like that. <laughs> and it's just like it sits on this chair. It just yeah. takes, and I can't throw it out because it was a really sweet thing. It's a nice memory, but it's like, oh, what do you do with them? And if you get enough of them, it's like you have so I, where, where am i gonna put them what am i gonna do yeah, with them they don't totally serve true. any purpose sometimes mm-hmm, it's okay mm-hmm. that flowers die it's a nice memory and then you can throw them out but like yeah and then you have like not a much photo or something <laughs> yeah that's Clearly. true <laughs> you just throw them out you like why won't it die <laughs> <laughs> you like put salt in the water you're like go away faster you're okay. cluttering up my space enough <laughs> with your love <laughs> get out of here <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing with the teddies is, like, what do you do with them after a while? I totally understand that. It's nice in the moment, but it's, like, then you have to hold on to that thing forever. Forever? (laughs) Question I think it might be forever. Oh, no. Teddies are forever, dude. You don't have a choice. You're stuck with it for life. (laughs) Uh, um, It even got to this point where Build-A-Bear released an After Dark collection and it's an online-only adult bear theme. They're all kind of explicit in the clothes that they wear. Some of them have no. silk robes. No. No. Immediately, no. This is no. This is crossing a line in my head. I can't. Build a bear? <laughs> they're not bad. They're, like, they're not wearing like lingerie or anything like that. It's just know, like the cute thing about teddy bears is like the innocence around them. And like you were talking yeah. about like the finding you're in a child. Yeah, they shouldn't yeah. be explicit. It should be and a cute little like, teddy bear. <laughs> they're like, oh, it's a sexy teddy bear. Ew. <laughs> it's a teddy bear with like a love build bear. Some of their what are you supposed to do with that? You can't even display those. Yeah. Yeah. Some Stay of them. In your closet yeah, forever. Can't display. You just have to like shove it into a dark corner <laughs> where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> Never see the light of day. Um, some of them are a little funny. 
Uh, one of them has a t-shirt that says, don't text your ex on it. <laughs> Which also, I don't know don't if this... that to a partner. <laughs> I think that's a little stupid because when it might be for a friend, maybe it's not fully mm. for a partner. It's just like the After Dark collection, adult teddies, I don't know. And then the adult themes are just like that. Maybe you were heartbroken once. But having something yeah. that says, don't text your ex uh-huh. would remind me all the time that I shouldn't be texting them. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I forget. <laughs> like, they exist, yeah. Seeing the teddy bear is like a reminder. That's an option. Oh, yeah. I could we don't them. need that. We don't, we <laughs> don't need reminders. That. Let us live oh. our lives. Let us be forgetful. <laughs> yeah, please. My memory is my greatest so that defense. Mm-hmm. A little bit stupid. Yeah, <laughs> My short-term memory, Same. best thing I have going for me. Makes it's me happy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, forget everything. Instantly. <laughs> Love that. Honestly, though. Um, the next one says roses. Wait, rose over roses. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot how to read for a second. Rose over roses. It's okay. It's the same word if you don't have the accent. I get it. Right. Yeah, that's why I was confused. I was like, rose. Rose, rose over roses. <laughs> rose, rose over roses. Yeah, rose over yeah. roses. That's a little like cutie. That. Little cute ski. Like and I like um, roses. What about both? Oh, this one was funny too. There was a Christmas uh, Christmas-themed bear. And you know how like uh, you wear like ugly sweaters for Christmas or whatever? Mm-hmm. It was the sweater and the sweater said, all your sweaters are ugly. <laughs> now we're making teddy bears mean? Done. You're done. <laughs> Take them off the shelf. <laughs> yeah. So now teddy bears are uh, mean. And... This collection uh, is online only. It does not sell very well. The bears go for like <laughs> anywhere from 45 to $70. And you can buy a Build-A-Bear, like a children's Build-A-Bear at the store. Walk in. I bought a Build-A-Bear maybe eight years ago and it was $25, maybe like $27. So the fact that these bears are going for like almost 70 bucks. Jewelry. Insane. Jewelry, candy, like whatever. It doesn't have to be the specific. Yeah, a lot of money for something. Adult that- doesn't have that much use yeah how do you even use a teddy bear facts how how do you use a teddy bear you just hug it i guess like yeah i guess so i think it's like a maybe when you're sleeping but otherwise it's just a decoration i think good point so teddy bears as we've come to know them Mm -hmm. were created around 1906 and their roots are actually vaguely political um so we're gonna kind of get into some teddy bear history because i thought Ah. that this was really interesting and like the really only reason that like bears are okay to give as a gift is just because it's like nostalgic and like Mm. like love and like it shows that someone really likes you and like it's fine it's not super creepy we're good (laughs) so um let me just start with a quote this priest in 1907 said he denounced the teddy bear fad and he said that the toy beast in the hands of little the girls was beast. destroying all instincts of motherhood and that the future would be realized uh. as one of the most powerful factors in the race <gasps> suicide war. <laughs> I don't know. He then asked all parents to replace the doll in the affections of children and re- discard the teddy bear forever. Denounced by the church. There's so much going on in there. There's like creepy priest man saying creepy things. There's sexism. There's racism. I don't know what the race war thing is. This was just a tiny little article. It was like a little excerpt from like the newspaper in like the 1900s. It was it was crazy. There was no explanation. It was literally just these words. (laughs) 
It was insane. And then Some big claims keep, there. Keep, keep, keep I know. No explanation. Powerful okay. factors in the race suicide danger. What? Wouldn't, wouldn't it like, encourage motherhood more too? Because like you're caring for something. Yeah. Not discourage discourage motherhood. That's fine. I have we no idea. Discourage. It's literally so stupid. Give all girls. <laughs> <laughs> like. As a priest, wouldn't that be something that you want? Like, no premarital sex. <laughs> so give them the bear, and then they will How not have sex before prevent? marriage. Because they don't want to be a mother before marriage. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it destroys motherly instincts, Courtney. It just gets rid oh, of the Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> gets rid of the goal of sex. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> I, I yeah. see, I see, I see. I understand the thought process here. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Super weird, right? I don't understand. Uh, I think it, yeah, so a I think it years. fosters motherly instincts. Yeah. I think you want to hold and hug your little teddy bear. Yeah. yeah. And people gave dolls to kids. Like, I used to have, like, a doll that I liked, and I would, like, yeah. do her hair and, like, all this stuff. So, not saying that I'm a mother, but uh, my motherly instincts are still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, in. 1902, a couple of years before the teddy bear thing became a thing, um, mm-hmm. there was no such thing as a stuffed bear that you can take home and cuddle and love. But the president at the time, Theodore Roosevelt, went mm-hmm. on a hunting trip with the governor. Oh, no. Um, and this man, this former bear trapper named Holt oh, no. Collier, and a bunch of journalists and way too many dogs i don't know why they said that there was too many dogs but i am specifically way too many (laughs) specifically just like so many dogs so many dogs (laughs) i won't specify the number but it was too many (laughs) it was just a lot (laughs) for the amount of people so overwhelmed a platoon of dogs (laughs) it just like there was like maybe eight people we didn't need that many dogs um the president really wanted to like hunt a bear that was his whole goal he was like it'll be cool to hunt a bear so the bear trapper was like okay i'm gonna track this old fat bear and (laughs) and he did and he knocked it unconscious and then tied it to a tree and he was like mr president like come here like um i got this for you and uh president roosevelt reportedly refused to kill it and he called it unsportsmanlike to kill a defenseless bear this made the papers. And a cartoonist named Clifford Berryman okay. drew uh, Roosevelt standing in front of like a cute fluffy bear, which was tied uh-huh. to a leash like a dog kind of thing. And the caption was like drawing the line in Mississippi. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't cross that line of like killing a defenseless animal, you know. But he would just and kill it if, if, if it walked, he would shoot it. But I guess so. because it's not walking. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess it's it, because it was technically okay. like in cold blood. I don't really know hunting politics, but this became known as the as the Teddy's Bear incident. And the oh. cartoonist became famous for it. And he became drawing like cuter and cuter depictions and versions of the bear in his future oh. comics, kind of like a cameo and like a callback. And the bears just get getting like sweeter and sweeter. And then there was a few Aww. accounts as to who made the first stuffed bear one was that a brooklyn couple sewed two bears and then sold them under the name teddy's bear and then the second one which is kind of ridiculous but it's kind of funny in the same year a german toy maker uh she was inspired by her son's drawings of like a cute bear and she made a bear and named it bear 55 pb (laughs) and the 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> German. <laughs> okay, that was an important Bye. detail. <laughs> so the five five stood for height. The the P stood for plush, and the B yeah. stood for bewell glitch, which is German for movable. <laughs> the bear. Bayer. <laughs> um so <laughs> anyway that one didn't stick as well as the teddy's bear phenomenon. <laughs> the name just didn't really ring as many nice bells. <laughs> she didn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> not teddy's not as well did. as Teddy's bear. No. Um <laughs> So, uh, President Roosevelt, te- President Theodore Roosevelt, received um, teddy bears for Christmas, mocking him for like not being able to kill the bear. <laughs> and like, hey, he huh? actually appreciated the humor, and oh, he showed them off good. to his family and friends. Um, so then the bear became his mascot for re-election. And in 1907, people began selling clothes for bears, patterns to make them at home. And this is also when the priest denounced them as like devil incarnate. They even hit high fashion. Some women carried teddy bears around with them everywhere they went. It was so tied to Theodore Roosevelt. And people just freaking loved this guy as Mr. President. So they were just like, yeah, like we love the teddy. We love the teddy. And um, another bear craze kind of account was that there was a woman who sold teddy bear photos as a Valentine's card in 1907. And this was kind of an attempt to like explain why it's specifically a Valentine's Day thing. Um, mm. They sold well and she was able to pay for her medicine that she needed because she was sick. Classic America, no freebies for medicine. Um, so <laughs> she kind of was like, oh, yeah, I owe it all to the bear. And like, you know, it was like at this Valentine's Day thing. So that's why people think that it may come from her. But also like mm. the sewed teddy bears is much more... I think relevant. And then the bear craze also died when Roosevelt did not do the re-election thing. So that's oh. kind of when people stopped doing the whole teddy bear thing. And it just kind of faded into the background a little bit more. But it, yeah, it was his mascot for like re-election. Like in the newspapers, that's... there would be like a teddy bear. And they would be like, I'm going to be a great president or something like that. Like little quotes and stuff like that. Like people loved it and he embraced it. He loved it. That's so strange that it's like a political thing. Yeah. Have I been unknowingly just like walking around with theodore roosevelt's like mascot with his yeah everyone campaign has. promotional merch. campaign promotion <laughs> yeah his merch literally his merch like it's so crazy and i've never wondered like until i saw this why teddy bear was called teddy like i know it either. never occurred it to just, me that it, it was, was like a, a nickname for that- theodore that's what it's called yeah exactly like that's just what its name is but it was all because of theodore roosevelt who like couldn't kill this bear and then they were like oh haha teddy's bear (laughs) then teddy bear so cool right yeah i thought that was really interesting um so if you collect bears if you collect teddy bears you're called Mm -hmm. an arctophilist and the first public arctophilist named peter bull who was an actor and he faced disbelief and horror from the public at his strange and unique hobby. And he defended his hobby. And he said that it was just the same thing as how people collected yachts or cars, but probably better because teddy bears were a little bit more animate. And yachts, yachts and cars are inanimate. Cars? Yep. <laughs> was compared to a teddy bear collection? Yeah. 
Um, because yeah, and he says that they're pretty You're much right. the same thing. You're right. I collected <laughs> teddy bears as kids because I was like, "Fuck the yachts and cars." I'm a collector. <laughs> I want this little teddy bear. I don't need yachts. I don't need yeah. cars. I don't need to show off my wealth. I don't need to like just. I'll just have... take the teddy bear. <laughs> You make a good point. Okay. <laughs> Poor guy. Just, just like defending it. And then, oh, God, you're going to love this. <laughs> he said that <laughs> many women marry bear-like men. And he said that three men admitted to having their first sexual experience with the teddy bear. And that's what he used to, like, justify his collection. His collection? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why did he have to make it a sex thing? They always people always have to make it a sex thing. Just gotta make it a sex. Stop. It's just Not everything has to be a sex thing, especially the teddy bears. <laughs> like, leave the yeah. teddy bears out of it. Yeah, exactly. I, I understand the childhood thing. Women marrying teddy bear like men. That's sure. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Someone like mm-hmm. someone that's like good to hug. Yeah, Fair enough. yeah, that is a thing. But don't say that your collection is a collection of glorified sex dolls <laughs> as a way to justify glorified it. Glorified sex dolls, please. He's like, well, uh, it's also a sex People thing. People have so sex very, with them, so. I'm a manly man. <laughs> it's cool I'm to collect teddies. <laughs> I'm a man. It's a sex thing. Oh, God. Ew. Ew. Super Ew. I can't believe that was the better option. No. No. They're just yeah, tigers. I don't know. He could have just stuck it. with the yachts and cars. Or just like, yeah, that was been fair a little enough. bit more confident in his in collection. Like, it's okay. Everyone has like some sort of weird hobby. It's just like probably in the 19, like, whenevers. It was yeah. more difficult and maybe there was more screen. It's true. People and it's also like, not really sure. People probably saw it also as a sign of like cowardice maybe because yeah. it was like a symbol of Theodore Roosevelt not being able to like shoot a bear, which mm-hmm. I guess would be seen as something like manly to do would be to like kill something because mm-hmm. men love, they just love killing things. They love it. So maybe it was like <laughs> that association. Of like yeah. So they're like, oh, you're collecting this. Oh, yeah, you like so animals? You know. You respect such a baby. Ew. You want to keep them alive? Kill a bear. You agree that it's not sportsmanlike to kill a bear in cold blood? Ew. Fucking loser. (laughs) The world is such a weird place. It's, yeah, it's kind of confusing. (laughs) It's a little weird. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you guys today. A little short one for you. But pretty much, like, for the gift side of things, they're a comfort thing. They're a nostalgia mm. thing. They're an easy gift, too. They're they accessible and they're, like, pretty common. Yet, I feel like a lot of people don't receive them. Like, I don't know why, but I feel like it's a pretty simple gift. But I don't really ever see people getting one. But I, then again, if you get one, you that's all you need. That's, like, a, that's, that's got... literally all you need. People don't <laughs> get people more than one teddy bear. One is enough yeah. for the rest of time. And I really like the idea, too. Like, if I'm dating a guy, I like the idea of him going to the store and like buying something like colorful and plushy and cute and just like yeah. i don't know i just like it it's cute. just it's just funny because it's just like i i guess this is like a little sexist but it's not really a manly thing so it's, like, <laughs> it's sweet killing to the like, bear <laughs> i think the idea is that it's like sweet to see somebody like not defying but like going outside maybe like of the step norm out of for their, you yeah yeah, stepping yeah. out of their comfort zone or like doing something that other people might judge them for to do something nice for you. I think that's where the notion comes from. Yes, I don't think that's it's what I meant. Like a sexist thing, but like <laughs> I, I agree, it is kind of sweet. Thank you, Courtney. Like, <laughs> that is exactly what I meant. Like, so not the hey men, whatever. Um, because we like sensitive men. That's that's the message exactly. here. Men have exactly. Exactly. Like 
We like it when they're thoughtful and when they can appreciate. We like men who don't want to kill bears. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it it just sends a nice message too. I like you Mm -hmm. and I don't kill bears. Doesn't have to be for Valentine's Day. And uh, we reject Valentine's Day. We reject Valentine's Day. We don't support it. So if you celebrated Valentine's Day, rethink your life. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's fine. It's It's just capitalism and we hate capitalism. So yeah, exactly. We don't recognize it as a holiday here. No, we don't. We refuse to recognize it. (laughs) She's just normal. Oh, little daddy bear. And yeah, that's it. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Right after we said that we don't celebrate. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, though. Happy day of love. Happy day of keeping bears alive. I like that. (laughs) Rebrand Valentine's Day. Yes, absolutely. Welcome to the second half of the podcast, everyone. And Part this week, two. I am talking about the chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, but they actually oh. dropped Dixie from their name, <laughs> so they are now called the Chicks. Uh, okay. For all of you that don't know, um, and I feel like if there's some older audience on here, they might already like know this story very well. But at least mm-hmm. for me. Maybe I'm just out of it. I don't know. I didn't really, like, fully understand the breadth of, like, what happened to the Dixie Chicks and, like, that whole story. Um, and this week I watched their documentary, which is called Shut Up and Sing. And I was freaking blown away. This is, like, the really? coolest group ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they're a lot cooler than I ever, like, thought they were because I think country music gets a really bad, like, rap for just yeah. being, like very Same like thing. white and republican mm. and so i was kind of like oh dixie chicks like whatever they're just like a group of like white women but they're actually pretty cool and so i've mm. been like listening to them all week and i just kind of wanted to like go through the story of what happened to the dixie chicks and okay their controversy and all that um oh, i can't wait i don't know, think i know anything about oh, the dixie chicks controversy go. I'm there not totally go. sure. Dolly Parton is the lead singer. No, okay, so yeah, okay. We're gonna be learning very many things. Today. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, so yeah, basically, it's like rock. I think at the center, it's a story of standing up for yourself and what you believe in. It's a story of sisterhood, um, a story of not apologizing for just like being yourself, and it's also a story about like finding your people and where you belong. Oh. And, like, you know the whole notion of, like, when you don't say something to keep the peace for other people, how it's not keeping the peace for you? It's that statement and that sentiment is, like, very embodied through their story, too. Um, So, but before we get into it, I'm going to address the name change, the elephant in the room, why they dropped (laughs) Dixie from their name. Yeah. So, they dropped Dixie from their name in 2020. Because Dixie is actually a reference to the Mason-Dixie line in America, which used to separate the southern slave states from the northern free states. So it was kind of a reference to, like, slavery. Yeah. Dixie. (laughs) Um, That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, So they kind of received some, like, criticisms for their name in the past. And then in June of 2020, they saw somebody on social media refer to a Confederate flag as the Dixie Swastika. 
and that was just the Uh-oh. nail in the coffin for them and they changed their name they dropped the dixie from wow dixie good for them after the whole you know 2020 blm blm mm-hmm. george floyd protest stuff and they actually wrote a song for the protest too which was kind of cool oh good for them good yeah. for them under their new name and everything that's so great. <laughs> the chicks <laughs> yeah the chicks i kind of like the chicks better <laughs> the chicks Catchy. yeah me too um so the group was like originally it. founded by laura lynch in 1989 along with guitarist Lee robin lynn macy and the Irwin sisters who are marty and emily um hmm. so it's always been an all-female band there's never been any men in their band and they started just like by playing bluegrass and country stands they were very like country country like deep south country they released (laughs) they released a few albums and they kind of like did okay but they struggled to expand their networks like past these like really country (laughs) fan bases Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and in 1995 they finally secured a deal with sony like a record deal but in securing their deal they actually um switched the lead singer out so laura lynch was switched out with natalie mains and the guitarist robin she left sometime before then so that kind of gave birth to what is like currently the dixie chicks and what it has been and like the most popular version of the dixie chicks so it's the two Irwin sisters which Mm -hmm. are once again marty and emily and now lead singer natalie mains and so they got Mm -hmm. their contract with sony and they started doing really well why did she get switched out was that a sony decision or was that like a she um, was like no. i don't want to be in this contract bullshit anymore it kind of happened all at once so apparently laura lynch had been like considering leaving before mm. because she wasn't really into the idea of like touring and she wanted to spend some more time with her daughter mm-hmm. and since they were kind of struggling to meet other audiences they were kind of thinking about changing something up with the band so it kind of mm-hmm. all came together really nicely and she's mm, been interviewed since and says that she has no regrets about leaving so it was like a good oh, decision for wow, everyone that's great um, and, like, the new singer, Natalie Maines, she had, like, blues and jazz and, like, rock kind of roots to her musical career and, like, her upbringing. So she kind of brought, like, a fresh sound to the Dixie Chicks. So it was, like, oh. country meets, like, rock. And this really yeah. helped, like, expand it to a broader audience. Totally, and, like, appeal yeah. to more, like, pop audiences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... They were finally launched into success by this new change and by this new record deal. Uh, their album, Wide Open Spaces, quickly climbed to first place in the country charts. They Love set that. a record for the best-selling country group in musical history. Everybody Whoa! Yeah. Whoa, nice. <laughs> they sold over 12 million, million copies of Wide Open Spaces, and it's now classified as a certified, it's like r-i-a-a diamond album which is like a certification that you get if it sells over a certain amount it just means that it's really popular basically yeah yeah and in 1999 99 sorry 1998 they sold more albums their one album wide open spaces sold more albums than every single other country group combined (laughs) she's crazy (laughs) so they were like wildly successful country music was just not a thing or they're just like I guess the not. best of the best. They literally put country music on the map, I guess. They did. They sure they sure freaking did. That's great. Um, Good for them. That's so cool. And then oh, their next the album to the did really well as well. 
and it gave them the distinction of being the only country band and the only all-female band to of any genre to hold the oh. distinction of having two back-to-back RIAA certified diamond albums that's the so only female crazy. group isn't that's it crazy so insane that's insane oh my god wow so wow. it's like girl power and this is the album yeah. their next album was the one that featured cowboy take me away which is like such an iconic song and yeah, a really cute absolutely. thing about that song is that um so i think it was emily one of the Irwin sisters, she met this, like, guy who was a cowboy, and she fell in love with him, and she ended up marrying him, but her other sister, Marty, wrote that song about her sister's love story. So it was written by one sister for the other sister about, like, the love That's she was experiencing. so pure. Isn't it so, so beautiful? cute. And it I just changes like, the, the whole song for me. That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, fucking cute. Like, you're so yeah. happy for your sister for your that sister. you write a love song about the love that she's experiencing. Like, that's so fucking sweet. It is really sweet. Okay. I love I love them. Yeah, <laughs> that's right? really amazing. Already, that's we love them. Yeah. Pure sisterhood. And so these two albums, they continue to hold a place on the 50 best-selling albums ever in American history for over half a decade after they were released. And they all either wrote or co-wrote all of their music. Wow, um, good for them. Which just like, makes it a little bit more impressive, I guess. Mm-hmm. And writers, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And their kind of mix of, like, con- country and new pop rock influences is made them is what made them kind of appeal to this larger audience now. Oh, and for sure. so most – but despite the fact that they were, like, appealing to this larger audience, most of their success had to do with country music. Like, they really relied mm-hmm. on country music and country music fans for their success, to play them on the radio, to come to their concerts. Like, that was really still their community. Yeah. And yeah. as we know, country music country fans music. can be a little bit conservative, uh, politically mm-hmm. conservative. Sometimes. 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 Yes, sometimes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so with this album, Fly, which is, like, the second one that they released, they already started to kind of, like, stir up a little of controversy because there was two political. specific songs on this mm-hmm. album. One is called Sin Wagon, and oh. it refers to mattress dancing. And the conservative community did not sex. Community, oh. <laughs> the conservative community did not like this. Oh. Um, and the other one is Goodbye Earl. Also iconic oh, yeah. song. Iconic. I love Which that is a song about murdering an abusive man. About yes. two female best friends murdering an abusive man. And hiding um, the body, and no one yeah. ever heard, and they sell jam together, and yep. they didn't lose any sleep at night. <laughs> no, no, but the conservative community also didn't really like Goodbye Earl, because uh, abusive partner good, apparently. Uh, right, okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand know. the murder bad. Like, I get that I part get of that. it. I feel like anybody could really be upset by murder. But it's funny. It's a funny yeah, song. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's you know? an abusive and it- partner. And it he gives put her some in intensive people care. Have, and people who have been through that get a little space to, like, listen to this yeah. song and, like, to feel Earl seen and heard. Yeah. Yeah. So Maybe it's because they said of... he deserved it. That's probably why. He did deserve it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did he deserve did, it. Did. But they're like, and no, Jesus would believe men that are too. rulers. I believe. I Okay, let's Jesus go. Jesus would want let's, Earl to die. Let's play the Jesus Maybe card. Maybe he wouldn't murder him. He might not murder him. But he'd probably be like your shit person. Sinner. Yeah. Yeah. Sinner. So straight to hell. 
He was on the sin wagon, or less. He sure was. <laughs> yeah, so the conservative community was already starting to be a little bit like, me, you've changed. Mm. You're a country girl, so you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, and during this time, they got into a dispute with Sony, because it was found out that Sony was involved in, like, fraudulent practices pertaining to the way that they paid royalties. So this oh. happened to, like, a lot of people who were signed with Sony as a label, um, but they weren't being paid enough. And basically the way that they ended up Scammers. winning a lawsuit is they got this deal, which is a really cool deal, where they could now release all of their music under their own label, which is called Wide Open Records, is the their own unique label. But mm-hmm. Sony was still responsible for marketing and distributing all of their albums. So Sony is oh. basically a slave to the Dix- Dixie Chicks now. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. What? Sony has no say over what they write and what they do. They can chill. What? Like, because labels normally are like, you need to do this. You need, like, a tour. You need a concert. You need to write this mm-hmm. album. This is what you have to say. But no. Sony couldn't say anything about what they had to do. But anything that they released, Sony had to market. Amazing. I love it when Amazing. the law just, like, works. <laughs> Yeah. That's so cool. So they're legally bound to the Dixie Chicks. Like, they're literally... Yeah. That's I don't so know, funny. like, how long it lasts. I don't know if they still are. But this... During this, like, time when the controversy starts, Sony That's is basically amazing. tied to the thing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What a win. What a win for the... Oh, my God. That is fantastic. I love and that. And it ended up really working cool. out really well for them because it obviously gave them a lot of autonomy in what they chose to say to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Everything was all fine and dandy. They were doing super well. They were super successful, obviously. They won, like, over 12 Grammys. Very popular group in, like, all music genres, basically. And so this was until they released their album, Top of the World, okay, in 2003. And on March 10th in 2003, um, actually, let me do a backstory to this first. 2003 is also the year that President Bush decided to invade Iraq and start the war against Iraq because apparently... Oh my god, the war that lasted for like 20 years? Yeah, they had weapons of mass destruction, which they never did. They never found them. Um, So he had started this war, (laughs) and there were a lot of like anti-war protests that were going on kind of all over Mm -hmm. the world at the time. And they were happening in London, the anti-war protests as well. And the Dixie Chicks were playing in London. So Mm -hmm. on March 10th, 2003, while playing at the Shepherd's Bush Empire Theater. Sorry, I Mm -hmm. spelled the word wrong. Empire Theater. (laughs) Um, So after playing the song Traveling Soldier, which I think is just an iconic moment to say the song as well. To say this statement as well. Um, So after that song, Natalie Maines tells the audience... We just want you to know that we are on the good side with you. We do not support this war. We do not support this violence. And we are ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas. She tells the audience that. But she, like, thinks nothing of this. She thinks it's a joke. Like, if you watch it, the moment is in the documentary as well. If Mm -hmm. you watch it in the moment, like, she kind of, like, laughs after and, like, everyone cheers. It's just kind of, like, a rowdy thing to say in a pub. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Get the so crowd going. Get yeah, them moving. They play, a their, they play their show. They have a little debrief after. Like, nobody even remembers that this happened, basically. Like, it was just sure. a moment between songs that they were like, hey, guys, we're with you. Like, this you is the war. <laughs> yeah, 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 literally. Yeah, cool. 
Um, but almost overnight, this statement gets picked up by Uh-oh. news sources and specifically starts to get picked up by um, ultra right wing news outlets in the States. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Love to hear that. Um, and so basically the Republicans of Texas and Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, Nashville's in Tennessee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Texas and Tennessee feel like they've been betrayed because they're supposed to be these all-American girls standing for, like, country values okay, and, like, yeah. their American and... values. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. And they feel like they've been betrayed by them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they start calling them traitors. They start calling them the Dixie Sluts is their new name for the Dixie Chicks. Oh, wow. You're anti-war <laughs> and suddenly you're a whore? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I know. It's also, <laughs> like, super leap. sexist, too. Yeah. Um, yeah there's yeah. this one conservative news station that was quoted to say they are stupid and callow girls who deserve to be slapped around oh my fucking god okay so this is where the it's okay to abuse women thing um really comes from yes yes and, and now his we're name was earl why they were against earl dying <laughs> yeah, yeah they're like yeah, we yeah, slap yeah. women around here okay yeah it's just stay in your happens. place women are stupid <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. 2003 was brutal. What a time mm. to be alive. I can't believe you could even say that kind of stuff on the radio about a group of singers. That's great. Canceled. Immediately they would have gone canceled for bullying the, the chicks. <laughs> like, that's so Yeah, fucked. but instead, the chicks started to get canceled. So what would start to happen is if country radio stations played the Dixie Chicks on the radio, they would get, like, hundreds of calls in from people saying if you ever oh. play the dixie chicks again i will not listen to your radio station Damn. so the radio stations had to make like an economic decision that they can't play the dixie chicks because otherwise they're gonna lose all of their customers so radio stations started so boycotting right the dixie chicks and like overnight they lost like all of their platforms because they were primarily oh. a country band and had built their career off of country music yeah, so they, like, yeah. Lost it all in. and now all and almost all of their country fans are against them after sending them to diamond platinum two times in a row that's mm-hmm. so insane oh what a story damn and radio stations i think this is kind of funny actually radio stations started putting um garbage cans <laughs> outside of their buildings for people to come and throw out their dixie chick cds <laughs> it was like a Chick-seed designated garbage here. can they're like here yeah put them here <laughs> Which I think that's is kind so of funny. funny. Oh, oh, wow, that's crazy. I can't, I can't even imagine being in their position at that point. Like, I would be first of all scared for my life. Second of all, mm. I'd be like, "There's no coming back from this." Like, I wouldn't be able to imagine how I would continue my fame after that. All of your fans turn on you. That's insane. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> I can't wait to hear the rest of this. <laughs> So the funny part about this is, is that this statement was made in the middle of their top of the world tour. So a lot of the people that now hated them still had tickets to see their show. Uh And everyone, you know, will fight for their morals. But when it comes to 40 bucks, it don't matter. (laughs) So a lot of these people continued to go to the Dixie Chicks shows because they were like, we can't get a refund for our ticket. So... Mm. 
fuck you, but we're going to still go. Your music's still all right. (laughs) Yeah, protests started kind of happening, like, within the Dixie Chick concerts. People would bring signs, like, protest signs, like, fuck you, like, shut up and sing, stuff like that, to the concerts and stand in the crowds with their protest signs but then people from the other side that still supported them would also bring signs being like speak out stand up so there were like two opposing <laughs> sides within the concerts that's so cool <laughs> isn't that cool <gasps> yes that's amazing oh this seems a little dangerous like what if someone brought a gun or like a knife or something like that oh so this this Here is kind go. of where the story is going. Um, first, we're going to just talk about one little thing that happened, which I thought was really funny. There okay. is this um, country singer called Toby Keith. And oh, Natalie yeah, Maines, who was the girl that, like, spoke out, um, mm-hmm. and him have kind of always had, like, a little bit of a feud. And mm. a few years previous, Natalie had, like, criticized his tour because his tour was, like, red, white, and blue, all-American, something, something, something. And she said something about, like, it's just, I hate the name it's making for country music. It makes us all seem like stupid or something like that. <laughs> just like fashion country music, basically. So they already kind of had a feud. Mm-hmm. But Toby Keith, um, obviously, did not like what the Dixie Chicks had said because he was ultra conservative as well. And during his tour, he started using this photo that had been photoshopped of um, Saddam Hussein hugging natalie like they were in each other's arms <laughs> okay kind of like looking lovingly at each other and he used it as a promotional poster for his concert no no fucking way <laughs> no I fucking think it's way so that's funny. insane that's so fucking crazy yeah what he's and like come to my show <laughs> in response uh natalie started wearing this shirt that said f-u-t-k which stood for fuck you toby keith Oh, my God. But she didn't want to, like, add fuel to the fire and, like, outright say it because she was already in a lot of trouble for, like, opening Mm -hmm. her mouth kind of thing. Um, So she would, like, joke around. And if people asked her what it was about, she'd be like, oh, like, it's up to interpretation. Like, whatever you want. Or, like, one thing that she said was, like, fans united together in kindness. It's, like, one of the things that she said about (laughs) it. But it actually stood for, like, fuck you, Toby Keith. And, like, people started making their own shirts. Like, people would come to the concert and be, like, fans together, united in kindness. Or, like, some of them had, like, (laughs) F-U-D-C. But, like, nobody understood what any of them meant. And, like, people were just making shit up because it's, like, up for interpretation. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was just a really funny little. awesome. That's such a cute fan moment. I love that. Yeah, make whatever you want it to. (laughs) And here's where she gets a little dark. So... Eventually, in July of 2003, a statement was released from an anonymous source on the internet that, from a member of the public, that Natalie Maines would be shot dead at her (gasps) concert in Dallas. And she's the lead Uh. singer. And it specified a time, place, and even the weapon it would be done with. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. Scary shit. Yeah. (laughs) We're not performing that concert. They did. (laughs) What? They performed the concert. Yep. So was she wearing a bulletproof vest? No, no. Which I this like. I can't. I can't understand the fear that they must have had going onto that stage. Like, yeah. Oh, gives me chills thinking about it. But so basically, they had like police escort them from the moment that their plane landed in Dallas, from the moment that they left the state, to the moment that they left the state. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And they had metal detectors at the venue as well, mm-hmm. and they identified like 
a likely suspect. They didn't know if it was actually the person and the police stayed with that person all day. So those are kind of the measures that they had in place. It obviously Mm -hmm. didn't end up happening. Natalie is still alive. She was not shot. And it's unclear if like their efforts stopped it or Mm -hmm. if it was just like a statement to scare them. No one really knows if somebody was actually going to shoot her. Wow. But it's like a pretty big and traumatic thing, I think, to go through to like, yeah, yeah, you'll be shot. Crazy. With this weapon at this time, like the anxiety that she must have been feeling before going on and like doing that performance must have been just insane. And like they all have like kids too. That's like their family. Holy shit. Like they had like babies and they were just like, no. We're not going to let people scare us. Like, we're going on stage and we're doing this concert. And that's really cool. And Good I think, like, one of the most beautiful parts of, like, this whole controversy is that the other two girls in the band, the Irwin sisters, they never once, like, wavered in support for Natalie. Even mm. though it was something that Natalie said. They didn't discuss it beforehand. Like, mm. they continued to express their support. They stood by her, even though, like, their entire career was, it essentially looked like their entire career was destroyed over it. Um, people would like always ask the sisters in like interviews and stuff like that they'd be like don't you just wish that like she had just like you know kept her mouth shut for like two seconds and like so that you would be okay and they were like nope nope we don't wish that like we want her to be who she is and like that's that's who she is and that's what she did and like this is what we believe oh my god and like they never and in the whole documentary, like, the whole time they're, like, happy, they're joking about it, like, they have discussions, <laughs> they're like, what should we do about this? They agree on it, and they're like, okay, this is what we're doing. Like, wow. yep. Okay, we're standing by you, that's what we're doing. And, like, they're just like, that's oh, yeah, so people amazing. hate us, it's fine. It's fine. They're like, we have <laughs> Dude, the freedom to so do whatever great. we want now. Fuck you. Everyone already hates us, so we might as well just yeah. do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> I love that mentality. <laughs> Good for them. That's so there's this really sweet scene in the movie where one of the sisters starts like crying and she's talking about that if like Natalie came to her and said that she needed to stop playing music forever that she would do it in a heartbeat because like all she wants is for Natalie to feel happy and to feel safe and she's like crying and she's like that's all I need in life is like for this it's for her to be happy and to feel fulfilled so like we'll do whatever we Uh, need to do to make sure that happens so sweet like the sisterhood that's between so these people is like cute so strong oh my god that's so cute <gasps> and they also have this... <laughs> yeah, are of we course. are we that good 100 percent. i knew it i knew it I always will stand by you whatever we say oh. the internet comes after us for something on this podcast <laughs> fuck them fuck you you idiots fuck them that's so fucking sweet oh okay they also have this like really cute um tour dynamic for like all of their kids and their husbands come and join them on tour and like hang out with them so they would just like have babies on like their tour bus and like in the green room and stuff like that because most tours like in my head i picture people like partying and like yeah getting drunk and you know but they just like it was just such a wholesome family tour bus yes it was so cute (laughs) that's really sweet And instead of, like, putting their tail between their legs and, like, being a slave to the man and crawling back to their country fans and being like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean Mm -hmm. it, they literally never apologized. They apologized, they, what they, they kind of, like, (laughs) almost, like, PR'd it. They were like, we're not actually ashamed that the president came from Texas. They were like, we're, we're sorry about what we said, but we're not sorry. We're sorry about how we said it, but we're not sorry about what Mm. we said. 
They're like, this is what okay. we believe. The war is wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry that I said Good that the president. Good for them. Yeah. 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 And they would say things like, we support the troops, but we would, they would never say, we support the war. So they were oh, very, like, PR, but they never apologized. Yeah, yeah, because the troops are people, you know? They're human beings. Yeah, they exactly. So they're I. like, we support them. We want them to be for okay. Sure. But, the like, war they don't support the war. political... Okay, okay. <laughs> and Picasso, actually, in, like 2000, in 2006, Natalie actually rescinded her apology about saying that <laughs> nice. she was <laughs> sorry that the president was from the United States. She was like, yeah, actually, fuck you. She was like, I am ashamed. So they kind of took, like, a little bit of a hiatus for three years. Um, mm-hmm. And they completely, like, reinvented themselves during this time. They took this as an opportunity instead of crawling back to country, saying, I'm sorry, take us back. They were like, no, this is what we said. This is what we believe in. If they don't want us for that, we're going to find other people who like us. So they took this oh. time to reinvent themselves. Um, and in 2006, they released kind of their album that's a little bit more popish. It's still pretty country, but, like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more. And this is... Hold on. Yeah, okay, sorry. So they released this album, a little bit more popish. Um, and they were like a little bit scared about their tour because they had received so much hate and backlash, they didn't really know how well they would do selling tickets. Okay. Yeah. So right before their tour, Sony came to them. And Sony was like, Look, we have an offer for you. We will buy out all of your concerts and we will sell the tickets for you. And they like gave them a quote. I forget how much the money was, but they like mm-hmm. said, we'll buy them for this amount, which was basically underselling them. So if they sold okay. the tickets by themselves and they sold out, they'd make a lot more money, but they could but lose they money if sure. they don't sell out. Yeah. So he was yeah. like, so Sony was like, we'll give you a safe option. You can sell your tickets to us. And the girls were like, no. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Natalie was okay, literally Sony, like. We didn't forget the beef. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie was like, I'd rather. Um bet on myself and fail then sell myself out and actually be successful so they're like no we're gonna this sell our own tickets and if we don't do well like that's the bone of steel dude i know i know <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck she's like no. i care about me myself and like my sisters more than anything that's in this so world so amazing i oh. know and in a world where everyone's like money 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 like these girls were not they yeah they're yeah. like we they can love each do other it. we're doing it for so music. much and themselves so much that's so and amazing so they sold their tickets and they got a little bit of interest from like their northern from from their usual sorry southern states um but not as much as they usually do mm-hmm. but surprisingly all of their shows in Canada sold out almost instantly and oh, so what they did go, is they postponed all of their shows in the southern states which i think they ended up actually canceling and yeah. they scheduled a show for every single city that had an arena in Canada and sold out all of them. No and basically way. did almost an all-Canadian tour. That's so awesome, dude. So they that's found so a completely good. new audience. Like, America yeah. was like, you're too liberal for us. So they were like, that's fine. Canada loves us. Canada. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. So they became oh, really big in Canada. Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're huge. Dude, that's yeah. so cool. This is what happens when you don't have, like, a record company, like, over your head. You and so being, much like, freedom. Little puppet players with you. Like, you could just do whatever you want. Like, you're like, oh, that's where the money is. I guess we'll go there so that we feel the support and the love instead of trying to like work with people who don't even like you like four seats are sold <laughs> might be protesters too so yeah literally good for wow so oh i'm so proud of canada too for putting i know i love that 
Um, and the 2006 album is where their song "Not Ready to Make Nice," which is such a jam, yay, which I've been jamming to all week. Um, <laughs> yeah. that that was that was that song on that album. And About the song the "Not Ready to Make Nice" was actually initially pitched to them as a different song, and okay. the guy came to them for like the hit on their album. Like, the songwriter or whatever was like, oh, I think we should do a song called, like, Divide that's about, like, overcoming political divisions. Mm. And Natalie was like, does that mean I would have to forgive the people that, like, did me wrong and, like, said all these bad things about me? And the guy was like, well, yeah, you'd have to forgive them. And Natalie was like, nope. And instead, she wrote Not Ready to Make Nice. <gasps> Which is just Let's literally saying that go. she, like, yeah, that she will die on that hill. That she's not ready to make nice <laughs> and she will never make nice. I love her. Same. So same. Amazing. I love her so much. Oh my god. What's her star sign? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she took back her initial apology to Bush, as I said. And then on this tour, this new tour, they went back to the Shepherd's whatever Empire Theater, whatever Ooh. it's called, where she initially made the comment. And while she was there, between two songs, she said, oh, yeah, by the way, we're still ashamed that the president is from Texas. Let's go. And everyone <laughs> lost their shit. Everyone in the crowd yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's so great. <laughs> that shit. Oh, wow. That's so great. Like, we've really evolved, you know, <laughs> like they really found their audience and they're just they like did. amazingly good with them now. That's so sweet. She's also a Libra, by the way. I'm a Libra. There you go. <laughs> good for her. She's given um, Libras a good name. Yeah. <laughs> and since then, they've just, like, been doing a lot of political and charitable stuff. They're not really controlled by anyone. They speak out about yeah. a lot of things. They just kind of do whatever they want. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of, like, the story about the chicks. And I just, that's like, so never great. really knew that much about them. And I have so much respect for them now after learning all yeah. that. And, like, I highly, highly recommend watching the documentary you can find it online for free to watch it's called shut up and sing Ooh. just like the energy that they have is just unmatched and like the love and respect that they have for each other is oh, amazing and so like inspiring pure. so sweet yeah i'm 100 percent gonna watch it that's so <laughs> awesome i can't wait to watch it that's so amazing and i feel like we could like all learn something about the way that they stood up for like what they believed in despite the repercussions on their career they chose mm -hmm. morals over money Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the way that they just like came together and supported each other and i also think that there's a little bit of a like feminist message in there because i feel like a lot of women feel like um they can't speak their minds because mm -hmm. a lot of people call us like stupid or like we don't know enough about the subject or you know politics aren't for girls or whatever but yeah they were like Do it. fuck you you should it never is. just shut Do up it. and sing <laughs> yeah because you have more value than that oh and also with this story in mind Go listen to the song, Not Ready to Make Nice. Yeah. Well, the bridge will oh. completely change it. <laughs> Chills. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, that's so great. Oh, my God. I love them. That's so amazing. They're Yeah, they are feminist icons. 100%. I look up to them. Same. Same. My new heroes. The Dixie. The, yeah, yeah sorry, I had no idea. That's the so chicks. cool. Yeah. Really cute. I love them. I really like that. Bye, Earl.
Sorry, and that brings us to <laughs> that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening this week to Lydia's uh, little talk about where teddy bears came from. Teddy's I sure bear. did not know that they came from a political thing about a man not right. being able to shoot a bear. <laughs> There's so much to that story I didn't know. Um, and I'm sure you learned lots as well. And thank you for listening to my little talk about the chicks and how freaking cool they are and how Yo. much I love them and oh, how you awesome. should all love them too. Mm-hmm. And if you want to let us know what you think, you can help head over to our Instagram, which is very.unimportant.people. You can find us on Twitter, which is the unimportant PPL. You can find us on TikTok. You know, we'll never say the name here, but I'm sure you can still find us. <laughs> and, um, all right. You can find us on our Patreon. Yay. You can find us mostly on our Patreon. That's where the most of us exists. So you should go check out our Patreon. If you don't know how to get there, you go to our Instagram. Then you go to our bio, our link tree, then click Patreon. Bam, you there. It's a cool place. Come hang out. We love it. (laughs) And that's it for us this week. Have a great week.